Welcome to the Life Rips Podcast, where I, Brett Bond, founder and host, interview and converse with others so we can all gain a better perspective as to what's really going on in this crazy world we live in. We're going to find out why life rips for some and not so much for others. Brought to you by Happy Gang, a coaching company that allows you to take control of your emotions and transcend your thinking to a whole nother level. If you want to know more or you want to book a free strategy session with me today, visit happygangcoaching.com. Now let's get into it. Conrad Kacharski, aka Kindness Conrad. How you doing today, brother? I'm freaking fantastic. How are you, man? I'm just happy to be alive, brother. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Gotta be grateful. Always grateful, man. Always grateful. Being alive is a blessing yeah. within itself. So tell us, Conrad, what do you do? Who are you? Where can we find you? I appreciate it, man. Uh, so yeah, on, on, inst- on Instagram, I'm, uh, I've branded myself as kind Conrad. And, uh, what I do is just, sp- I'm spreading the kind virus kindness 19. It's known as you might've seen in the news. It's, uh, it's hitting you in the drive throughs at Starbucks. It's hitting you out in public. Um, it's contagious and I'm out to get everyone. There's no cure for it. You can wear a mask, hazmat suit. It doesn't matter. I'm going to get you. Um, but yeah, I'm uh, trying to spread kindness as best I can through uh, through action, showing people, um, you know, how fun, easy, and rewarding it is to uh, to be kind, not only for yourself, mentally, emotionally, but for the world and others and those around you. Um, so yeah, I'm most active on uh, on Instagram, kind Conrad, uh, two Ks, um, but as well as on LinkedIn and a YouTube channel coming soon. I love it, man. I love it. And I've seen your videos before, you know, you're just buying people coffee, doing whatever you can to spread the spread those random acts of kindness. Was there any one thing that sparked it? Or what made you start doing this? Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of a combination of a a couple things. So uh, I previously had a, a startup. And long story short, one of my uh, business partners ended up uh, embezzling some funds um, that we raised, and he was a what you know a fairly good friend. Um, and from that moment, I knew that uh, I didn't want to be looked at under that type of a light because I knew it didn't represent my character at all. So uh, I parted ways with the startup, and uh, I found myself in this spot of like, okay, what do I do now? Um, and, but whatever it is I do, I want to make sure that I am very clear about, you know, who I am as a person and that, that t- those types of actions would never come across as, you know, being labeled next to my name. Um, and uh, yeah, so then there was a, so that's, that's a piece of it. Um, I guess what really made me realize, you know, I have to speak to who I am more. Um, but then the second was, uh, an incident that happened in the public. Uh, I was at a Chipotle once and I was getting my typical order, getting my, uh, my, uh, bowl, I guess you'd say. Um, and they were out of fajitas and to me, no big deal, whatever, like, don't worry about it. Uh, keep going. And then I get to the cash register and the manager is like, Hey, I noticed that, uh, we were out of fajitas and, 
she's like, this one's on us. And I was like, no, 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 like totally fine. No big deal. I get it. This stuff happens all good. She's like, no, no, I insist. It's like, oh, okay. And for whatever reason, I don't know what it was, but I was, I already had my card in my hand. Like I took it out of my wallet already. And I was just like, you know what? I'll pay for the next person. I was already going to spend the money. And it's the first time I've ever done like something like this. I've always done like kind things like hold the door for people, help someone if they're like, you know, struggling to carry their groceries, whatever. But uh, I pay for their, uh, their bowl and I just kind of stand off to the side and I'm watching because I'm curious to see like what, what happens. And the manager's like, Hey, actually this gentleman bought you, bought you uh, your meal. And the guy's all like in total shock. Like he's trying to grab something. He doesn't know what to grab. And he's just like, uh, I'll pay for the next person. And it started a five person chain reaction, which was freaking unreal. It was like the most, one of the most, I would say one of, if not the most eye-opening moments for me where I was like, holy shit, uh, my one little act. And I, and if we want to quantify it, that person's bowl was like six bucks at the time or something caused a, a domino of five other people being in, infected or impacted by this type of thing. And this was just one little scenario. So I was like, holy shit, this is some powerful stuff. Like what, what else could I do with this? And that, I think in that moment is when I really found my calling where I was like, wow, I, I, anal I went home and I was just thinking about the, what happened. I was like, damn, that made me so happy. The energy, the rest of my day was at like sky high. I wanted to tell everyone about it, about what happened. And I was like, how can I do more of this? Like, how can I, you know, multiply this? Um, and uh, yeah, then the following week after I told a bunch of friends about it, I go to uh, get some coffee. My buddy knows I'm going to pay for the person behind me and he decides to record it. Same thing happens. Not quite five people, but two people, uh, chain reaction. And my buddy has it on video. And the lady that I bought it for and her daughter, she was like literally jaw drops, looks like a completely well-off person. And I have this video posted on my Instagram. It was the first video I'd ever posted with this type of stuff. And you can tell like she's super well-off, like, you know, it's five bucks, you know, just, and I'm making judgments, but I think right. they're, you know, just, you know, fairly accurate she in the area the I, I did it in. Right. But it's still like, she was so grateful for it. You know what I mean? Like it was the act of, and like the surprise element that just shocked her and like also lit her up with this energy. So then that video I took, um, I took and showed a bunch of my friends and realized that it, it was as if they were there because that's how impacted they were by it also. So I was like, hold on. We have this thing called social media. <laughs> I can multiply and just explode the impact of one little act by like, you know, thousands. And then I'm like, wow, maybe, you know, this is something that could actually maybe help our world. There's a lot of negative stuff on social right now. Why, why don't I be the, the positive or at least put some positivity, whether it be mine or someone else's start putting more positivity on people's feeds. So um, yeah, in summary, those, uh, those events together is kind of what uh, will put me on this path that I'm on right now. I love it, man. Cause there's so much stuff on social media and there's so much toxicity 
and you know just putting out a little bit of positivity finding one thing that you know you can put out on social media or maybe specialize in or find your niche or just do something you enjoy can really make an impact on the world and sometimes we don't always realize that we think oh well i'm just one person and there's over 7 billion people but at the end of the day you know, it's that, that domino effect you're talking about, the snowball effect, the butterfly effect. One little thing can change the course of humanity and you never know what that thing is going to be. So do your part when you can, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. it's, it's really yeah. not that hard and it makes you feel good, makes other people feel good. Let's spread this kindness 19 everywhere, baby. Yeah, dude, absolutely. I, I call, I call that part of it, the kindness tree where it's, uh, I, and again, this is after like multiple times, like processing this and, and experiencing it, hearing people's people reaching out to me like months after maybe I did something and realizing the, the impact is still going, which is just crazy to think about. So it's like, whenever I do these acts and like yesterday when I, I'm right now, I'm actually doing uh, 30 days of 30 days, 30 different drive-thrus. I'm going to different drive-thrus and, um, trying to capture people's, uh, trying to capture the, the kind moments. Um, but yesterday I was, uh, as I was going through, I'm just talking to the first speaker at Starbucks and I'm like, Hey, I'll get this. And then I'll get whatever the person's getting behind me. Is that cool? She was like, are you kidding me? Like, of course that's cool. That's, that's really <laughs> cool of you. Like I haven't even seen her yet. We've just been interacting through a speaker and already she's infected. Then I get there and then her friends there and her friend tells me that, uh, she's like super nice of you. Like already the people in there are infected by it. The person hasn't even gotten their coffee yet. You know, I haven't even interacted with the person I'm giving it to. They're not even, I mean, they're, they're a part of it, but it's like, it's so infectious and like, they're going to go home and tell someone about it. Now it's just like times two, those people, maybe, maybe not always will tell someone else about it, or at the very least will be encouraged to do something like this because they saw it. So it's like the impact of one little thing is so much bigger than we, than we think. It's insane. It's the principle, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't really have to do with the fact that it's five bucks or 50 bucks. It's just the principle, right? And it sticks with people because when we look at the news, especially right now during these crazy times, I mean, what do we see? Do we see people <laughs> buying others coffee? Do we see, you know, man gets saved by heroic figure. No, we just hear about negative bad things because that's what's keeping the attention of most of society. And then that's what they talk about. And then that's contagious and people don't even realize it. Yeah. And it, it's like they, there's definitely like, it's very rare that, I, and I don't, I don't watch much news at all. Um, but there is the occasional like good story. That's when they're like running out of stuff right now. There's so much stuff to shit on. Right. On both sides of the spectrum. And it's so, yeah, it's just so infectious and it's unfortunate because then it becomes kind of a talking point amongst people when they're not watching TV. It's like, then they take that news and they share it amongst each other and multiply the impact, like the impact tree we we're just talking about. And yeah, we got to disrupt that somehow because it's like people aren't like living their best life right now because, and I feel like a big factor of it is the news um, and they're struggling to find like happiness. Like, sure, we're locked in, you know, 
quarantined, maybe not as much as we were before. There's still some rules and regulations, but happiness is in our control. You know, we can, we can adjust, we can figure things out. It's not like it's been fully taken away from us. And it's sad to see that some many people seem as though it's been completely stripped from them and it's not possible to be happy anymore. Well, and the thing I've noticed is that people that I'm surrounding myself with now more than ever are people who are go-getters, people who are positive influences in my life, people like yourself who are carrying that good energy. And every single one of them has started something or changed something since COVID and they've adapted and they've gotten like happier. Like I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life. I left my corporate job in the middle of COVID. You know what I mean? And I realized, yeah, it's all a choice. We just gotta, we just gotta adapt. Don't react. You know, your, your circumstances do not necessarily dictate your outcome. They do if you let it, but you know, you can use them as a catalyst. There's, there's two ways to view it. Poor me, COVID's happening. I can't do anything or you can adapt, you know? Okay, perfect. Everybody's going to social media. So what are you going to do on social media? You know, and it's, it's just all perspective. And I think all really of life is. is perspective, you know, your perception yeah. is your reality. Yeah. There's a, for when I think of like perspective, especially when it comes to the news and how infectious it can be, there's this, like, I don't know if you've seen it. There's this, um, uh, somewhat popular like comparison where it's i think his name's prince charlie from prince charles from england or king now maybe i i don't know i haven't been following it too well he's getting out of a a cab and he's like he's like waving at um the group in front of him from or i think he's like saying thank you like you know kind of going like like this like about to wave his like and say thank you from the side angle somehow it looks like he's flicking people off because his thumbs in this spot and like, you know, his fingers are aligned. Right. One caption says this, the other says that. So again, it's like perspective and how you see it. Everything, even a negative thing or a completely positive thing, there could be a, a negative angle that's found because those people are out there. But let's be the people that look at the positive and find the positive and always find it. Because they're and even in the suffering, there's positives to find out of it. You just got to be willing to find it. Well, you break it down to like science, science, you break it down to the science of things. And there's a, there's a positive and a negative and everything, right? That's the yin and yang of this universe. It's how everything balances out. And I think in our circumstances as well, there's a positive and there's a negative and it's in everything, even the most amazing things out there, there's still a negative if you want to focus on it. Right. You can be that pessimist, but sometimes that's hard to focus on or to realize when the masses are portraying it as no, there's just a lot of negative stuff and there's very few positive things that happen in life. But if some people are really positive during a pandemic and some people are really negative during a pandemic, does it really have to do with your circumstances or does it have more to do with your outlook? Right. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. I feel like, you know, champions adjust is kind of the, the motto that I look by. Like if 
like thinking of like, you know, a Michael Jordan, if he's losing in a game, he's not going to, he wouldn't and hasn't looked at it as like, Oh, there's no way out. Even when, if like the circumstances are completely against him, he's still going until the whistle blows. And even then there's a game next week or the following day. So just taking that mindset to whatever's thrown at us. And of course there's hard balls that are thrown at us. Like this whole thing. It's been seven months now we've been in this thing that was supposed to be 15 days. Like, oh, just sit in your house for 15 days. But now it's like, hold, you know, it's not easy for sure. But realizing that we have this one life, so we're in control of it. Let's not waste it or let other factors, you know, impact it, which I think a lot of that is what you were mentioning of surrounding yourself with the right people. Absolutely. That's been something crucial for me, you know, is, and not only the people you surround yourself with in real life, but like we were talking about what type of social media are you taking in? I look at the difference from my personal page, people that, you know, I followed growing up through high school and stuff like that. And then I look at the people I follow now on my happy gang page. And sure enough, the content that I'm taking in, if I look at it on my happy gang page is way more positive than my personal page, just because I was more conscious of it. And I dedicated a page to being happy and, you know, living the life I want to live. And when I looked at the comparison between those two pages, it really sunk in because I had the opportunity to follow all the same people I did on my personal page, but I chose not to. And I noticed that if I, I try not to spend really, any time at all in taking on Instagram, unless it's some really good stuff. Cause you know, I think we all find ourselves mindlessly scrolling sometimes and that's not healthy. Oh yeah. But when I focus more on my happy gang page, I'm always happier. And when I focus more on my personal page, I'm not as happy. Dude. Yeah. It's like, and people don't realize it, but they're also in like to a degree in control of the content they get. Cause how Instagram's algorithm works and many other platforms is you watch this type of video, they're going to give you more of that. So if it's positive stuff, they're going to give you more positive stuff. Um, but yeah, it goes back to the, um, the Ferrari theory we were talking about last time of like everything. So like if you put regular gas in a Ferrari, the engine is not going to run like a Ferrari. It might even break down. And that's, that regular gas could be like food that's unhealthy for you or not good for you. That could be negative news. That could be um, people that don't bring out the best in you that are kind of bringing you down or questioning you going for your dreams, you know, whatever. Your engine is going to break. You might look like a Ferrari, but what's actually functioning on the inside might not be the case. So everything you put in there has to be, that's how I look at it. It has to be premium. Like, and that's not to discount, you know, certain people at all. You just have to know like the right time and place and how to control that. The food, the food I try to eat is most of the time, almost all the time as healthy as it can be. Cause I know that then my energy will reflect that my Ferrari will start to perform like a freaking Ferrari. And I hope <laughs> for the people if they're all positive people around me, if I have happy gang 
in front of me, I have a permanent smile like glued to my face. Like this is bringing more out of me. I'm, I can't think negative looking at your face. So, and it, if I can multiply that, then it's like, I don't, I, I'll end up forgetting how to even think negatively. Right. So it's like, then I start to function like that Ferrari again. Um, the information, the types of podcasts I listen to, the, you know, people listening to this show, that's a, definitely a, a great thing to add to their, their balanced diet. Um, so yeah, it's, that's kind of the, uh, the filter that I put stuff through. Like, is this going to help my engine or is it going to bring it down a bit? Cause I love cars. I know you do too. I want to perform like a freaking Ferrari. Absolutely. I don't want to be a Camry going through life. <laughs> well, I love the Ferrari analogy because if you think about a Ferrari racing or, you know, like formula one racing or NASCAR racing. Okay. Mm -hmm these high performing cars and shit happens, you know, they might get a flat, they might break down, something happens. And when they pull in to the pit stop is the pit crew just sit there and go, Oh my gosh. Oh shit. What do we do, man? We have a flat. This sucks, man. This really sucks. No, they, they got no time for that. They, they adapt, right? Yeah. Throw it on. Let's go. Right. Yeah. Dude, nuts. It's funny six. I, I'm a pretty big Formula One fan, and it's insane to see like the uh, the differences they make. And it's like it's a whole team's collaboration. It's not just the driver, and the drivers mention every time like it's the guy that puts the bolt on tight enough on the wheel so that the wheel doesn't come off because they have right. come off before. And that could your wheel coming off, that person screwing it on, could be that friend from your childhood that's just stuck in the high school days and hasn't grown since right you know Absolutely. and it's you don't have to like break up with people i don't think necessarily but you don't have to dedicate all your attention there and feel like you're obligated to it well and that get, gets back to the people you surround yourself with and it even ties into kindness you know um i consider myself someone to be pretty kind and pretty generous but when I started watching your videos, I realized I could do even more. And that's not negative, right? I'm not putting myself down for saying, oh, you're not kind. I'm just realizing, wow, I can always get better, especially at this kindness thing. And since, you know, watching that, it's made me, you know, do more acts of kindness and incorporate that more into happy gang. And, you know, what can I do to make someone's day? And it's, it's just what you, you put out in this the, world uh, is what giveaway. you get back. Yes. And that's partly what inspired me, you know, oh, I was no like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I'm thinking, okay, I'm doing my first giveaway. I'm like, yeah, I can give out some free happy gang shirts, but I'm like, I'm doing this giveaway. I'm like, I got three free happy gang shirts doing my first IG live. I'm like, how can I entice people more? How can I infect more people? Right. And so the day of the giveaway, I was like, I'm just going to give away a hundred dollars to somebody. I know somebody could use it. And yeah it it shook some people and i ended up giving it away uh to my boy josh keys who's been a, a happy gang supporter since day one and he reached out to me and he commented he's like dude that hundred dollars was the difference between having gas in my tank or not this weekend he's like i'm struggling with bills like it it made a huge Damn. impact on him you know and yeah for me yeah there might have been that thought of like oh geez a hundred dollars a lot of money yeah i could use the hundred dollars but there's someone out there who could use it more than me and i'm gonna survive you know, I, I, right. 
I don't have to have that hundred dollars to be happy. I know I can be happy without it. And I know that I can continue to live my life. I can do without it. So I made a big impact in his life and you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it comes full circle, full circle. That's powerful, man. Yeah. And it, it touches on the topic of like when people think that happiness is a destination, but it's more so like a, a lifestyle that you choose to live. And don't get me wrong. I love the material things too. I want to have the watches, the cars, et cetera, you know, hence the Ferrari theory. Um, but it's not a th- like I'm happy now. I'm going to be definitely happier when that, you know, when those, when I attain those things, but I don't need them. And I think society has it kind of twisted where it's like, once I get that promotion or once I do this, once I do that, once I buy this, then I'll be happy. And then they're oftentimes disappointed when they achieve those certain things and realize that it's not everything, you know, it's like a ha- happiness seems like in I, I'm curious of your, your thoughts on it. Cause I mean, this is like your, this is your forte. It's kind of <laughs> like, at least the way I see it is like kind of like a filter you put yourself through. It's like before you do anything or reply to anything or um, act on anything, put it, putting yourself through this filter of like, is this helping my happiness? Is this worth my happiness? Is it going to take away from my happiness? And it's kind of a muscle you have to train because sure, the first time you do it, you'll be conscious of it. The next time you might forget, but then you remind yourself, but over time that muscle gets bigger and bigger and you have to keep training it. And then you realize like, shit, I am, my happiness muscles freaking jacked and I am happy all the time. Well, to a degree, I think it's, and this is where it's tough to describe sometimes, but it's a balancing act of putting yourself first enough so that you can help others, right? Because if you're constantly spreading yourself too thin, it can hurt you if you're always putting others first. But if you Mm -hmm. take care of yourself and you say, is this serving me and my happiness? Once you get strong in that aspect, right? Once you've built that muscle, then you have plenty of energy to give to other people. So one of my, uh, one of my favorite quotes is by Gary Vaynerchuk. And he says, do you want to be happy? Or do you want others to perceive you as happy? And I caught myself doing that for a long time, because I, I had a Rolex, I was making good money, selling cars, society viewed me as successful. And I was at times miserable. And so I really just got clear and asked myself, you know, what makes me happy? And I realized that partially I was relying on other people's opinions. I want other, I wanted other people to view me as happy. So if people commented on my Rolex, I was like, yeah, I'm so cool. I got a Rolex and I'm young. It's just so fucking stupid. Like you've got to do things for yourself. And once you, you know, once you've built up enough money and you've built your legacy and you've found your happiness, you know, you find happiness, you achieve it. And then you realize it's exponential and you want to enhance your life in the 3d world. And you want to get a car and you, you you know, you want to get some watches, whatever you want. Absolutely. 
But the issue is, is when you're looking for happiness in those material items, because you have to find happiness, you know, itself first inside of yourself. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's not always people's fault because in the beginning, I mean, you're wired or you're raised to think that's what happiness is. And that's kind of what society and, you know, the education system tells you, but everybody's got to find, find their own self and, and find what really makes them happy. And nobody can answer that except for yourself. And if other people tell you, no, that won't make you happy. Well, you can't always listen to them because it's not their life. It's your life. Yeah, exactly. And I I think it's, uh, it's also a distinction between happiness and fulfillment because i think i think there's a a slight misconception with like material things could definitely make you happy but it's not sustainable and it's not long term like the happiness fades like if i handed someone a hundred grand they'd definitely be happy can't argue with that regardless of who they are that you know there's so much you can do with that but does it last um and that's where i think fulfillment comes in where and I, I know you have too, but like I, I've stu- I've also studied and been listening to like the top level entrepreneurs, founders, actors, athletes, been studying them very closely. And these are the people that have all those material things. And I believe it was uh, Ed Milet that, um, that really uh, kind of painted this picture to me because he's a guy that... Um, one, I highly suggest that people follow, um, not only for like happiness driven motivational content, but also, um, just a a good reminder to be grateful and he brings out the best in people, but he's a guy that has the planes, the beachfront properties, et cetera, cars, everything. And he says how, or he, he talked about how when he buys these material things, when he buys that Ferrari, of course, first day gets it it's like super high on you know on high on quotes you know you drive to the gas station you get all these looks people come up to you over time you end it it's not your ferrari it's your car you know you kind of forget that you know you have to be reminded of it because it kind of becomes like an everyday thing so that high fades away over time but the one high that he mentioned that doesn't ever fade away is when he gives back. And that's where he started touching on the fulfillment side where he's like, however I can be of service, the first time I gave to the last time I gave, the high is always the same, if not greater in certain spurts. And it doesn't fade. Because every time he thinks back to that moment, they're all reminders and make him happy again. So it's like kind of like instant a shot of happiness espresso or fulfillment espresso. Um, so yeah, I think that's an important distinction for people to, to realize also that, and it, it's, it's tough to find also, you, you don't always, you know, know what makes you feel fulfilled. You kind of have to sit down and analyze like, like what you were mentioning, what makes me the happiest, which in my case was, I noticed that through some, public through, through some uh, random things that happened like the Chipotle story. I realized I'm happiest in that moment on Christmas or people's birthdays. I'm at a, like a peak happiness when I get give people stuff more so than I receive, although I love receiving too. So for me, it was those types of moments. And I was like, okay, how can I, you know, 
double down on this. So, yeah, I think that's a, that's an important piece to touch on. Well, and you look at the reasons why you want money, you know, like for yourself, you want a lot of money and correct me if I'm wrong. You want a lot of money. So that way you don't have to worry about money. You can give back to a lot of people. Am I wrong? Boom. Right. Boom. Because I can get that vibe from you. I can, I can tell your intentions and that's really the same reason why I want a crap ton of money so that I don't have to worry about my own bills and I can go out and help other people because money is just a tool. Right. Mm -hmm. And some people think it's a tool to create happiness. And like you're saying, it can be, and it's such a tricky subject because it's all about how you use it and the reasons why you want it. You know, if you're really self-centered for the money, it can, it can, you know, cause damage. And there's evidence of it everywhere. There's plenty of people out there who have more money than they know what to do with and they're not fulfilled and they're miserable. And then it also boils down to how, we're, how are you going to make the money, right? Because if you make the money doing good unto other people, it's like, you're like, oh, money equals doing good to other people. I love money. I want lots of money. But yeah. if you work in that corporate environment and you realize that you're just trading your time for money, it's like, what am I, what am I doing this for? And like you yeah. said, it just ties into fulfillment. You know, uh, another quote, one of them by Tony Robbins is success without fulfillment is the biggest failure. Right. That's, that's so interesting. Cause it's like, it kind of seems as though he's painting success in society's way and society's template, which I think a lot of people confuse their own happiness for like what you were mentioning before with yourself for what, they perceive other people as viewing them as happy. So like society says, I have a good job, but my head says, this is not what I like doing at all. But my, it's tough to, it's tough to like have that conversation with yourself because your mom's happy, your dad's happy. Like, Oh, you know, they're bragging about you. You got this, you know, great job, but what do you think about it? How do you feel about your role? Yeah. And my question is, and you, <laughs> Again, everybody has to answer it for themselves, but how many people are saying they're happy and they're not really like they feel that something's missing. They know that they really want to be doing something else, but all of society tells them, no, you've, you've found out the equation to be happy. You have a good job. You have this and that. So you should be happy. And they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I'm really happy. But deep down inside they're they're hurting a little. And you know, if you lie to yourself enough, sometimes it just, it goes so deep and it gets so bottled up that it's hard to bring it out. Cause it's going to be really uncomfortable. And yeah, you could, you could tell me your take on this, but I think the more uncomfortable situations you put yourself in, the happier you will be. Dude, mic drop. That's awesome. <laughs> like, and may, maybe not in the moment sometimes, but every time when you look back, you're like, that was peak growth moment for me. Like I, I got to, you know, I went to Bowser after that level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I mean, reflecting back on my life, like whenever I've taken those very uncomfortable steps and those quote unquote, like biggest risks, I've definitely grown the most. And those are like my peak moments when looking back, like if I had to put it on paper on a resume, like those are the things I write down. 
and that I'm proud of, not, not the other stuff where I was comfortable. And actually through this um, Corona thing, I, d I had one of those, uh, another one of realizations where, you know, I, I was living in New York and I went back home to Sarasota, Florida, where my parents are and they were tired. And I was living, you know, with my parents who were, or retirees. Yeah, you know, of course it was nice. Florida, like I'm enjoying it. But then I realized I started acting like a retiree to a degree because I was going back to our previous point, surrounding myself with those types of people. Love my parents, but you know, they're not, they're not pushing me to, to, you know, they're, they're happy for me. They're, they're proud of me regardless. So they're not really bringing the, the, you know, making me uncomfortable to attain higher, higher degrees of success. And I, I caught myself in a little bit of that and I was like, okay, I got to go. That's why I, I moved. Uh, I was just like, you know, I love you guys, but I, I got to get back out of here. Um, this has been a nice little, nice little time spent, but yeah. And now I'm, you know, waking up back to waking up early back on my routine and making myself uncomfortable. And with those other people that are doing the same thing. And it's like, I'm back on that, you know, thing. And I've already, I've started, I've been reading more books and I was reading before, but now I'm like catching myself reading twice a day. Cause I'm like just eager to learn more and find out that next, you know, golden nugget. And it's like everything else just elevates. Well, I love how you bring up, it's not always going to bring immediate happiness in the moment, but it's recognizing that it brings that happiness because it can be really tough to want to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation because you look at it and you go, well, I'm not happy when I'm going through an uncomfortable situation, all anxious and nervous. But if you do it enough, you start to realize that the result of putting yourself in uncomfortable situations is happiness because you experience growth. And the more you level up, the more XP you have, the easier life is in my opinion. So yeah. once you understand that enough and you trust the process and you have faith in it, then all of the sudden, if you can fall in love with the process of being uncomfortable, your mind is already wired and already knows when I do uncomfortable situations, I experience growth. And when I grow, I am happy. Therefore, we circle back to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, you'll be happier. And now when I put myself in uncomfortable situations, I have the thought process of, oh, this is gonna make me so happy. Like, right, I'm like attaching almost the emotions that we don't like to happiness, because I know that's what they lead to. And again, it just boils down to perception. How are you going to view it? Yeah, it's like enjoying the process. And I think, and I don't know the exact average demographic of the, the listeners here, but a, an easy example to think of it is, you know, most people will go to college and will have to, will live in the dorm. And that's their first time out of home. And that's the first time they're doing their laundry by themselves. The first time they're cooking for themselves. The first time they're, you know, they don't have mom right there to, you know, quickly answer. Sure, they can FaceTime or whatever. But like you think about all the things you learn really quickly of, you know, um, just overall growth. And they may seem small, like doing your laundry, but then, you know, that translates to cleaning your place more, to organizing that presentation better, to then getting more business, to then, you know, this, that, that, like it all stacks up. And you look at that growth that you experience just from, you know, putting yourself in that first uncomfortable situation. It's like, now take that to the next level. Like keep doing that. And that like learning how to do laundry becomes 
learning how to pitch like, you know, fortune 500 companies, right. you know, like those things like keep escalating. So, um, yeah, it's like, actually we, we touched on it in our last conversation where it's like from zero to 20 something years old, our physical and our emotional, um, spiritual growth is just like this, like straight up. Like we start at like, yeah, we're like one foot tall coming out of the womb. And then all of a sudden we're like, you know, five, six. And then same thing with our, you know, emotions. And, but then it's like, once we get that first job, but most of the time people's like growth is really stagnant, but why not like take that and keep going? Like, let's keep evolving. Let's keep, you know? Yes. And it's sad to see people just like stop right there after so much progress. It's just like, ah, it's like, come on. There's so much more potential. Because if you get too comfortable, you plateau. And yeah, yeah it's just so wild. You got you to gotta keep pushing. You got to, you know, keep, keep growing. Because a lot of times, if you get stagnant and you do the things that are comfortable, they feel good in the moment. And then after the fact, you realize, oh, crap, I didn't grow. I kind of procrastinated. But then you want to feel happiness again. So your brain is wired. Oh, when I'm complacent and when I'm comfortable, I'm happy in the moment. So then it's just this never-ending cycle. And that's the biggest thing I've realized through all my journey. Through my whole journey is that it's thought loops. It's a cycle. And you have to learn how your brain is working if you want to take advantage of it and have control over it and understand what leads to what so you can take better actions and implement better habits Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like that that muscle again you might have grown it before and then it kind of faded away once you stopped and then you start working on it again and it starts coming back so it's like it's there and it keeps repeating itself because no matter how ripped you are, if you're the world's biggest bodybuilder, I got news for you. If you eat junk food and you sit on your ass for 30 days, what do you think is going to happen to all the muscle? You think they just keep it? No. They might have more muscle than the average person who never worked out, but they lost a good majority of it. And they have to work. And they have to put themselves in uncomfortable situations and do more reps to build it all mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And I think it's okay. it's also important to point out that it's it's okay to – you know, when you catch yourself falling back sometimes, as long as you put yourself back on the, the right, you know, on, on the track that you were on before, but it's, and I think it's a game of like how quick, like the quicker you can start to realize each time you start to have those setbacks, then it's like you end up over time just progressing so much that those setbacks are so small because like, you're just wired to like bring yourself back on. Whereas, you know, it takes time to build that up. And I, like I just mentioned, I, I experienced one recently, just living at home, found myself way too comfortable, um, where I was completely uncomfortable being in New York and San Francisco before. And then I just, I come home and I'm not doing my laundry anymore. My mom's cooking for me and I'm lounging while this is happening. Sure, we're working, but like realizing that and just getting back on track, like it's okay. Yes. These things happen. Be, be easy on yourself, but like be hard on yourself, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Show yourself forgiveness and compassion. It's okay, but let's whip it into gear. 
And once you're self-aware enough to realize, okay, hey, I'm kind of lounging with the parents. I'm watching more TV. I'm kind of acting like the people I'm surrounding myself with. How quickly are you taking action to get out of the house? Right? You love your parents, obviously, and they're great people. And that's where we're talking about the people in your life. It's not to say, oh, mom and dad made me be lazy. So you're out of my life and you don't get to exist anymore. Like I'm cutting you out. But for a period of time, mom and dad, I love you, but I got to get out of the house. I find myself being a little too complacent here, you know, and yeah, your, your parents are going to understand that you want to grow and that you want to become a better human being, but they're also not going to force you to do anything. No one can really force you to do anything. I get in people's faces and tell them some great information that they can apply, but if they don't choose to apply it, that's their choice. Can't force anybody to do anything. Right. Yeah. And that brings up a really interesting point because I'm, I've become more of a direct person. I didn't used to be. And sometimes people will just because of the way I kind of like brand myself as, you know, kind Conrad, if I give some uncomfortable feedback to someone, they're like, Oh, what happened to this whole kindness thing? But it's like, no, no, no. Like, hold on. I think you're misunderstanding this. Do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Because that would be a lie. And maybe your work isn't as good as you know, you think it is. It's uncomfortable for me to share this with you. Cause I don't, I want to make you happy. But if I tell you the truth that this, say it's a presentation, isn't as good as it should be, you're going to fix that and correct it. And you're going to be on the right track, like, you know, way sooner. Whereas if I told you a lie and what you wanted to hear, you could be set back for however many months thinking that it was great and then not end up getting the result of the presentation that you wanted. Well, what's more kind? lying to someone or helping someone grow and evolve and that's where people kind of miss it because i've had the same thing happen to me what happened to happy gang man come on man where's the good vibes no these are great vibes i'm telling you get up off your ass and do something because i love you and i want to see you grow this is happy gang right and then people sometimes take a step back go oh okay shit he's right yeah no exactly it's uncomfortable again it's like putting ourselves in those situations and even in those little ones, we grow too. Cause then we can have those types of conversations with more people and then ultimately help more people. Absolutely. Well, my friend, it has been such a pleasure chatting with you. And um, I'm so glad that we got to do this. Uh, tell us again, where we can find you, you know, what you're trying to grow. If any of the followers that are listening Um, you know, can follow you on Instagram and stuff like that. So we can uh, spread awareness about the kindness 19 infection that we're spreading worldwide. It's a movement, baby. Hell yeah. Thank you, man. Well, before getting into that, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing because it's also very infectious and definitely is a symptom of kindness 19. Um, Yeah. I mean, like your posts are freaking awesome, man. And it brings a it brings a smile to my face every time I look at them and you're making an awesome impact. And that's a real, real privilege and honor for, you know, for you to bring me on here. So I really, really appreciate that. And I can't wait to see what the future holds for us, man, because it sounds like we're on the same page. Oh, absolutely, man. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate those kind words, man. No, of course, dude. Of course. Real recognize real. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, if, people want to uh, check out this, the work I'm doing. Um, I'm spreading the kind virus. You can find that on, uh, on Instagram primarily. That's where I'm the most active at kind Conrad Conrad's with a K. 
Uh, LinkedIn as well, except that would be my first name and last name. So Conrad with a K and then last name K-U-C-H-A-R-S-K-I. And a YouTube channel coming soon. Uh, the title, I'm not, I'm, I'm not quite sure of yet, quite yet, but I would probably announce it on my Instagram. So if you're, you're on there, you'll, you'll find out. When he blows up and he's on the news, remember that you saw him here first on Life Rips, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Life Rips. Thanks Thank for having me, bro. Absolutely. That was awesome. Have a positive rest of your day, man. You too, brother.